Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with author, healer, spiritual guide, and musician, Emma Rowena. From her base in Norway, she emerges as a unique and compelling figure, seamlessly blending her roles as a musician, performer, intuitive reader, healer, meditation guide, and social entrepreneur. Her diverse background, transformational journey through motherhood, and vision for a youth healing center make her a very ideal story for you to delve into. We cover art, spirituality, and so much more. Enjoy. Well, it's great to meet you. And I want to begin our conversation with, we're coming up on the four-year anniversary of this pandemic. How did you get through the pandemic and how did it change you? Yes. Um, Well, we got through quite peacefully here in Norway. I mean, we had a shutdown and everything as everybody else, I think. But uh, as also in Iceland, we had a lot of space. um, And I lived in a beautiful space with lots of nature around me. So I was quite free. But of course, I was stuck at home, so I had to figure out what to do. And as a freelancer, both musician and different kinds of um, practices, practices, I had to figure out what to do. So I actually uh, created my first solo album cool. as well. Very cool. Uh, and I started writing a book, which is one of the reasons I'm sort of uh, here also is to um, I would love to share a little bit about that creative process. So it's it's great that you ask about that because lots of the things that I was hoping to, and I've been dreaming of starting to do, which is creating my own stuff, happened in the pandemic because I was stuck. I had to do it. I had to sit there. So, uh, yeah. So before we get into the book and even the album, you know, on paper, there's a lot going on. You're an author, you're a healer, you're a spiritual guide, you're a musician, very eclectic mix of things in, in your arsenal. But I'm curious, if I put you in front of a bunch of third graders and it's career day, and one of the kids says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? Uh, I uh, would, in one sentence, probably say I work to make people feel better, either through music or through sharing experiences and guiding people to find ways to feel better in themselves or through words and uh, simply just being with them. Um, yeah, I think that would probably be the through third graders. Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah, that sounds right. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? I think a vet, actually. Oh, cool. A veterinary, but I got allergic to cats, so I had to stop. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, love the, I, I love the mind of children. It's either an astronaut or a vet. Yeah. yeah. it's so innocent it's so far-reaching innocent yeah but then i had my dad was he was he was not a pianist but he wanted to be a pianist when he was young but his his mother wouldn't let him so he had to be an architect but he used to play uh upstairs i used to lie in bed and listen to him playing and he played jazz yeah uh traditional jazz sort of thing but um and that was my sort of first inspiration as well. So eventually, of course, I chose that path partly due to that. So um, I gotcha. I, that was sort of the the seed at that time. Yeah. Sometimes it becomes a part of the DNA sequence. So I'm curious, how did tell me where you were born and raised, and how did this mix of being spiritual and creative and helping people and expressing yourself, how did all these seeds get planted to evolve into you? Through my, uh, what should I say, trials and tribulations, I think, <laughs> through my working. And that's really also what I've been exploring last few years and, and writing about is is my movement from fear. 
because I lived a lot in fear all my life with being bullied and being um, having trouble at home and and having to do the right thing, thinking, learning as a girl in the 80s to do the right thing, to be a good girl. I was afraid of expressing myself freely. So there was fear all the time, which uh, developed into stage fright. And actually, I, I'm a, a trained classical pianist, and I was very, very stressed about doing the right thing, playing the right way, following the score, the music. So, but something in me started to pull. And when my son was born, I started to listen in a different way. So he's the inspiration also for this book that I'm mentioning, but, and it's actually dedicated to him, because I started to ask questions about who I was, how could I feel better about this? How could be, I be a better mother? And I started um, tuning in and listening, and then I stumbled upon this course in, in spiritual healing and personal development that I attended, and it was so much fun, and I started discovering my own inner voice, which eventually led to my also creating my own album and writing this book. Because when you start tuning in, uh, you start listening to what your voice is, what's beautiful for you, and you start exploring what feels better for you than what you have experienced before. And then you also start to realize that this can help other people, which is what I did. Yeah. And then I started having clients and I've started reaching out. Um, I had a few concerts with my music. Um, just after the pandemic but it's been a little hard to break through the establishment because people didn't know me as this kind of a musician so i haven't performed as much as i would have liked to yet but it's yeah. coming so yeah so who's been kind of an inspiration or a hero that's fueled these desires that you have musically obviously my dad yeah uh, uh, yes um and through him hearing all this music beatles was the first band i heard uh, Rachmaninoff, the first composer I heard through my dad's uh, music uh, album. And then eventually I also um, landed in working in a jazz club here in Oslo and listened to a lot of, there's so many good new Norwegian musicians. So I was very inspired and I tried to pursue uh, the jazz direction then, but it was a little bit too late. I was too stuck in the classical uh, and, and seeing all these young guys and there weren't many girls playing instruments at that time. They were all singing. And um, all these guys, you know, they'd been exploring in the boys room ever since they were little. And I sort of tried to learn to be free. <laughs> um, so that was um, the inspiration after that came through actually a little bit of a back way from um, seeing and learning from the teachers I had in that spiritual school and also from, I think, just simply exploring, um, well, my son, obviously. My son yeah. is very, he was, he is a very intuitive person. He's not as uh, into it now as he was when he was little, but but he's also started music, actually, and he plays, he enjoys his music, he explores his music, um, he, he doesn't have to do it the right way. So it's that's inspiring me again now to go back to play again. So it's a little different inspirations have come in at different times, creating the, the waves that have developed in me and around me. Uh, and... Uh, improvisation has become and freedom in my choices and leaning back and listening and accepting what's coming has become more and more important in everything I do now. 
So what was the first live show that you saw, live music show that blew you away, that made you think, wow, I'd love to be up there and do that one day? Or it just had a profound impact on you? The first live show would be my dad again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I can't really honestly remember the very first experience that said, oh, I've got to do that, except when I was working for the jazz club and I was 18. Yeah. Uh, and I listened to all these fantastic Norwegian, mainly musicians performing. There are so many good people here. And um, my first boyfriend was a jazz bass player <laughs> and and that inspired me. And um, but I would think I think it would be a classical performance, maybe that was the first really inspiring experience. Uh, Ashkenazi pianist played solo piano on the stage. Um, yeah. Uh, fantastic uh, presence and yeah. uh, focus and of course expression absolutely yeah. so what's what's the best advice you've ever gotten oh yeah yeah that was actually just before i was going to play my first concert with my own music and i was talking to this spiritual coach guide uh, business coach actually and I said, oh, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm dreading this concert. And I was getting a little stressed the way I used to do in my old days. And she said, well, if you're dreading it, if you feel heavy when you play, stop. Never play when you feel you have to. Only play when you want to. And that broke yeah. the ice. And then I went on and had a blast in that concert. It was fun. Yeah. So every day you wake up, you're helping people, but you're also feeding your creativity and creating. What is your motivation every day to get up? to be you, to evolve, to create, to help others? What is that? Mm, well, uh, again, mm, being with my son when I can is a good inspiration. But also, I think I think my perspective on where the world is going, and this is going to sound strange because a lot of people are very fearful of, of where the world is going today. But I think we're going in a different direction and that a lot of people think and that it looks like yeah. so i have a vision about people managing to explore the way you know that i've been doing myself and i see a lot of people around me doing and that i'm writing about and that uh, i also have a vision of a concept that i want to create of helping young people to trust in a better world and that inspires me so that gets keeps me going okay i'm not giving up until i'm in a place where i can actually bring people forward in that same vision and trust it that we can create this world a better place so it's a big vision <laughs> yeah so talk to me a little bit about your book we've kind of scratched the surface of things but kind of get into the book and and kind of an abstract to pull people in yeah the book is um it's dedicated to my son it's like a testimony to my son of my journey from fear and from low self-esteem to empowerment and to hope and to to visions and to feeling finding ways of, of exploring with joy and having and embracing life um so it's it's a testimony to him but it's also to any uh, uh, any maybe particularly parents who seek to find a better way of being themselves as parents but also just for themselves and then young people seeking a better way. And it has a spiritual uh, angle, as I, I do believe that there is something more in the world than just what we see, I, uh, or in the world, in the universe. And I share stories, but also exercises and way that people can e explore, explore the possibilities of being more and greater than, than what they think they can. 
and being themselves. So coming home to themselves and finding their own timbre, their own sound or color, if they like. And that's what I want to inspire the young generation particularly to do so they can create that world. Better. Yeah. So let me ask you this, of all the things that you've done and overcome and achieved and become, what are you the proudest of? My son. Yeah. Raising him and making, having such a good connection with him through listening and that I actually managed to, I have managed to learn to listen to him rather than just show him or teach him or go, you know, tell him. That's probably the biggest feat because uh, we tend to want to control life but actually managing to stop and listen is is powerful and beautiful. So let me ask you this in the realm of music. If you could go back in time or even right now, if you could see anybody perform live, who would you love to see perform live? Keith Jarrett, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because he was actually, I did listen and I heard that from the Icelandic um, Inga um, Bjarni. Um, he also talked about this. Um when I start, started listening to to music, he was one of the big pianists that I really listened to a lot. Um, and then, of course, Birgit Wesseltoft, the Norwegian pianist who's played also with Jan Garbark and those people. He's, but, you know, I've heard him quite a few times, uh, but I always love listening to him. Yeah. Um, he's fantastic. So versatile and, and, and sweet. <laughs> yeah. So are you yeah. originally from Norway? Where, where, are you, where are you originally from? I've grown up mainly in Norway, born in England, uh, in, uh, and uh, I've lived in, in the US for two years, but that was in my teens. And that's actually where I gained a little bit of self-confidence as, as a pianist, because Americans are quite good when they find talent. They're quite good at, at bringing it forward. Yeah. So that was beautiful in California, that was. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I always hear then, wonderful, wonderful things about like Norway and Sweden, those countries. The crime rate's low. There's just this level of freedom. There's just a different way that things kind of roll. How did you feel coming to America, comparing it to what it's like in Norway? The U.S. was a liberation for me. Actually, first, I also had a year in Cuba when I was eight. Oh. I opened up when I went abroad. Norway and Sweden and Scandinavia is a very safe, beautiful um, communities, country, but there's a little bit of a limitation in you're not supposed to express yourself too loudly or to stick your nose out too much. Uh, whereas in the US, you have a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, for better and for worse. But I, for me, it was a liberation. So it opened me up as a teenager. It was absolutely um, so important for my development further. And then coming back, a bit of a backlash again, but then it's it started sort of the whole journey of opening up. So, yeah. And I actually listened to a lot of blues in California. We used to fall asleep with the blues channel every night. I just nice. remember. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, yeah. that's where the Kansas City sound comes from, the jazz sound. Yeah. It has that blues yeah. backbone that came from Charlie Parker and yeah. um, Jay McShann yeah. and all of those early people. So let me ask you this. Everyone out there has a perception of you. Family, friends, your fans, your readers, but you ultimately run the show. Yeah. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Well, I think, first of all, uh, to touch upon a subject from the book again, um, I'm in, uh, an infinite being in a body. So I'm more than this, this physical presence. Um, and in that, I believe I'm quite strong. I'm also very intuitive. 
I also have a very, a lot of compassion and an empath. So I pick up a lot of stuff. Uh, I also know I can be very strong-willed and, uh, and direct. Um, at the same time, trying to mediate between um, people who are in conflict, for instance. And I have tended to do a lot for other people and forget myself. And this is now changed or changing. Um, I'm actually quite happy with who I am now. I, I wasn't before. I used to scold myself. I was really, really hard on myself. And now, no. Now I'm quite pleased. <laughs> so that that's a natural lead into my next question. If you were to have a dream tonight, you ran into the 18-year-old version of you, you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life up to this point. What advice would you give your younger self? Take a breath and listen to your own intuition. Trust yourself. Trust your own voice. And give yourself some slack. Be kind to yourself. I think that's the main sentence. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. So as a spiritual guide, what's been one of your favorite client success stories? Um, oh, there are many. Um, <laughs> I think maybe the one client who had discovered that she had a an illness that she thought was her death sentence. And we managed to turn it around, didn't heal her yet, but she, we turned it around to her because I, I, I'm not sort of allowed in Norway to go into that sort of healing, but sure. I turned it around to her empowering herself to heal. And she's on that path now and she's doing really great. Excellent. So yeah. if anyone wants to pick up your book, your album, learn more about you, reach out, the good business, where do they go? They can go to my website, emmarowina.no. The book isn't out yet. It's coming out this spring. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be announced there. And my album also, it's on Spotify. Dreamer is called. Emma Rowena is my, my name that I use. Uh, I'm also, of course, on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, they can look me up anywhere. Excellent. <laughs> Emma, this has been so good. Thank you so much for your story, Thank for your you. time. I appreciate yeah, it. Beautiful. Thank you so much. It's Best of luck. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. <laughs>